Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansburg, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. table and take off your shirt and whirl it around and dance mapuka. Now you have come to the presence of God. Just lift your hands, wave your hands in the air, lift your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. That You can't do it. Let's try one more time. Together forever. One more time. forever together 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 hallelujah wow can we pray father thanks for this blessed opportunity in your presence as we come before your word speak to us in a way that will understand let the grace of god that brings salvation to all men appear to us today in the name of jesus I pray for a supernatural release of your presence and your power to teach, to preach, and to minister to your people. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. I want to say a very big God bless you to our Gospel Salvation Choir. What a beautiful concert. 
What a beautiful presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, as well as our film stars. You know, our film stars, they just flew in from Hollywood to come and give us this quick presentation. So let's appreciate them too. Also, I want to thank the organizers for putting it. I think they will do that together forever again, oh? Yeah. I'll preach shorter so that you have time for us to be together. Can I get an amen? Amen. Wow. Yeah. So, the organizers, everybody in the church, as well as you who have honored our invitation, we are very grateful you came. Amen. Without you, this show wouldn't have been what it's supposed to be. Amen. For a very short time, I just want to share God's thoughts and God's plans with all of us. Is that Donair? Oh, wow, what a blessing. God has sent the prophets to come and be with us. Is that your lovely wife? Oh, what a blessing. God has blessed you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how much God has blessed you by the wife you have? Yes. You don't clap. So God gives you a wife to teach you a lesson. <laughs> I feel like telling you a story, but I don't have much time. Next Sunday, if you come next Sunday, I'll tell you that story. Anyway, John chapter 14, I want to read a few pieces of scripture to you, and then we will share a word of prayer. I also want to thank our MCs. They've done a great job. Very powerful testimony. Very, very powerful testimony. Real life testimony. It's a testimony I'd like to record and have. Hallelujah. Amen. In John chapter 14, the Bible says, I'm reading verse 1 through to verse number 6. Once I get to verse 6, we have closed. We are going home. Amen. You can start getting your fork and knife ready for lunch. All right. Verse 1, let your heart not be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus is speaking, okay? Verse 2. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told I go to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you to myself. That where I am, there also you may be. Verse 4. We have almost closed. I read 4. We are going to 6. Can you imagine? And whither I go, ye know. And ye know, and the way ye know. Hallelujah. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he says, Believe what I'm telling you. You believe in God, believe also in me. Many people believe in God. God, that God created the earth. It's not a big bang, the earth didn't just come by an explosion. I mean, look at the nearest beautiful girl by you and, and, and try to picture can such a beautiful girl out of an explosion. No, let's be serious. With the guys, I can believe that some of them came out of an explosion. But the ladies, I mean, how possible? Like, when I look here, I can believe to an extent that through an explosion, somehow, somebody can come. But when I look at the ladies in between, it's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. 
Somebody must have created such a wonderful presentation of the human species. Yeah. So many people believe that God created the earth. So Jesus said, you believe in God, that's the foundation. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there also you may be. Now, here immediately we see God's plan for us. That God wants us to be with him together forever. Together what? Forever. That's God's original intention for you, myself, his son, his spirit, and himself to be together forever. In the beginning, that was God's plan. When he created the earth, it was, do we need to swap? Okay. All right. Okay, since we have swapped, let's start the preaching again. I was just kidding. I got you there. God's plan is for all of us to be together. That's why the Bible says how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the oil, it's like the oil that flows from the head of Aaron to the skirts of his garment. It's like the dew upon Mount Zion. For there, God commands his blessing, Psalm 133. God commands his blessing, even life forever. Once people are together, God brings life. I see us being together forever. But more importantly, God wants to be with us forever. Unfortunately, man's disobedience came to thwart that plan. Came to destroy that plan of God for us to be together. When you read through the creation from the beginning, you see God's clear plan and how man got separated from God. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1, the Bible says, in the beginning, there was a big bang that created an explosion that created Pastor Spar. But the rest of the things, God made the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. That's how God made it. Now, as you go on, we just we jump the verse because we can't read. The Bible says the earth was without form, it was shaped. Darkness covered the face of the earth, and the spirit of the Lord moved upon the waters. And God said, Let there be light. There was light. And God created this, and God created that, and God created this, and God created. But in verse 26, God decides after He had created everything to create man. So He says, Let us make man in our own image and let him have dominion. And after our likeness, I'm, gr- I'm grateful that God made us in his image and after his likeness. You look like God. Turn to your neighbor, just look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, look at me. Please tell your neighbor, look at me. And tell your neighbor, you have just seen God. You have just seen God. You have just seen God. Because God made us in his image and after his likeness. It says, let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over over all the earth, and over everything that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27. 
So God created man in his own image and in his likeness. In the image of God created he male and female, including Pastor Spa. 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. And have dominion over the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth on the face of the earth. Genesis 2. We are just about to close, so we, we are speeding up. Genesis 2. So this is how God created man. Genesis 2. Let's look at verse 7. Bible says, and God, Genesis 2, God planted a garden, okay? God, after God had created everything and created man, he needed a place for man to be. So Bible said, God planted a garden and he put man there. So Bible says, and the Lord formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. Verse 8. And the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put man whom he had formed. Next verse. And out of the ground, the Lord made every tree that is pleasant in the sight, good for food, a tree of, the tree of life in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So God took man and put him in a beautiful place, in a garden. A garden the name of the garden was Eden. The word Eden means the presence of God. It means where God is. So already you can see, as soon as God made man, he created a, 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 a situation or a setup where God was always with man and man was always with God. So even the name of the place was Eden, signifying the presence of God. When you go to a place, say, this place is called a bank. You know that for sure there's one thing there, Imali. Am I lying or I'm telling the truth? Once they say it's the bank, Imali. I'm sure if you go to ESCOM, you may not find electricity, but ideally, there should be electricity in ESCOM. When you hear ESCOM, you think of electricity. Is that not so? In the same way, when you hear Eden, you know it signifies the presence of God. So this is what God did with man. Verse 15. We're going, I'm just taking you through a story, and then we'll read verse 5 and verse 6. And then we have close. How many of you are enjoying the story so far? So God used to come to man. In the, God was with man all the time. All the time. His plan was, we will live in this garden together forever. Verse 15, please. Bible says, and the Lord, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord said, 16. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, every tree that is in the garden thou mayest freely eat. So to start with, God provided accommodation, a place, a good place for man to live. Provided work responsibility for him, work for him to do. Then he gave him food to eat. What a life. What a good life. Then God gave one instruction. He said, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou shalt eat of it, thou shalt surely die. Now, after this instruction, man was okay. Everything was nice. 
Man, I'm sure between here, from here, man lived for a long time. Man continued to live. Everything was fine. Man was going and coming. I'm sure Adam was playing with his wife. The, the two people were living at that time. One was called Adam. The other one was called Eve. They were happy in the garden together, playing, playing with the gazelle, playing with the elephant. Adam will tell Eve, let's go for a ride. And then they jump on the elephant and they start to go for a ride. They start to go for a ride. In the evenings, Adam will te- tell his wife, let's go for a movie. And then they go and sit on top of the tree and they start to watch Mufasa, Simba, and Co. playing around in the place. That's where Lion King came from. Where do you think Lion King came from? They watched Mufasa and Co. playing there. They were all very excited. It was all very nice. It was beautiful until Genesis chapter 3. You know, when you watch series and movies, sometimes the movie gets to a place where they introduce a character. And even when the character appears, even the music, the atmosphere tells you that this character is evil. Even sometimes, even the music. It means somebody's about to be killed. Sometimes even they don't play anything. But the way you see the camera moving, I don't know, is it a sound? Those of you who did science in school, is it a a silent sound or what? Is it a motion sound? But but the way the camera moves, you get the feeling somebody is going to, something bad is about to happen. So I'm sure when Genesis chapter 2 ended, they played that music. Pana. 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 Do you know what that is? It's when they cock the gun. <laughs> yeah. So the Bible introduces a guy called the devil. He comes as the said Bible says, Now the serpent was more cunning. They didn't mention his mother, his father. He just appeared. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. You should be afraid of a serpent who can talk. Some of you, all the problems in your life are related to one person who stepped into your life. Just one person. And then he spoke. He just spoke. Do you think a man is supposed to have only, be with only one wife? That's where, that, that comment started your adultery. I've heard one here say, your wife is trying to control you. That was the beginning of the decay. As soon as you allow that guy to make that statement, it's like the serpent asked a question. This question destroyed the whole world. Verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, some calls, you don't have to pick them. As soon as you pick the call, you are in danger. So this woman also picked the coin and said she started to say, and the woman said, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but the tree 
Hey. Okay, the, the disc has skipped. We are back again. <laughs> but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest he die. Verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. If you eat it, you will not die. For God doth know that in the day that thou eatest thereof, then thy eyes shall be opened. And ye shall know, ye shall be gods, knowing good and evil. So the devil told them, well, God didn't tell you everything. You will not die if you eat of this fruit. Rather, it will make you better. It will make your life better. Your eyes will open. You will become as gods and you will know good and evil. Good and evil changed the world. Before this point, man only knew God until good and evil was presented to man. The most dangerous burden on mankind is good and evil. The decision between good or evil is too heavy a burden to place on you. God knows that the decision between good and evil is too much for a man to bear. That's why he took that decision away from man and gave man God. Just God. So anything you do is okay. Because anything you do is God. Is God. There was no good in it. You will know good in Next verse. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, watch your eyes what he sees. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. Some of your eyes glitter. That's the cause of all your problems. The glittering of, it's like it sees, it lights up when it sees things. And the tree to be desired to make one wise. She took off it and she ate there, did eat, and gave unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Verse 7. And their eyes were open. Voila! Clap for the devil. Even you don't want to clap, you see now. Yeah. Their eyes were open. And they knew that they were naked. Their eyes were open. They knew they were naked. Their eyes were open, but unfortunately for them, what they thought they would see was not what they saw. So the devil was right to say your eyes will open. But what he didn't tell them is what they were going to see. Bible says, as soon as their eye opened, the first thing they saw was their nakedness. God had hidden their nakedness from them all along by making sure that their eyes were not open to it. They can only see God. Suddenly, they started to see their nakedness. And they sewed fig fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Verse 8. And they heard the voice of the... Remember, they are in Eden. So God is always around. God is always around. So they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God Almighty in the trees of the garden. Next verse. And God called up unto Adam and said, Adam, where are you? God called Adam. He went to voicemail. He was up Adam. Adam blue takes him. Hey! And God... And he said, I heard my phone ringing in the garden. 
But I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree whereof I commanded that thou Because God knew that it's only one thing that can expose you to your nakedness. By disobeying him. And he said, verse 12, quickly. And the man said, the woman who thou gavest unto me, she gave me, give, she gave me of the tree, and I did it. From this comment, Adam made God decide, I won't choose a wife for anybody again. Go and find your own wife. If she teaches you a lesson, you found her. At least you can't blame me again. You see, from my experience, I've been a pastor for, by the grace of God, for 20 years and over. Now, from my experience, anybody who, anybody who comes to see me, tell me that I, I, I'm thinking about, I've seen this girl, I've seen this guy, I'm going to pray about it. And I said, well, go and pray about it. I'm going to pray about it and see what God says. They always come with the same answer. God said yes. Every, every, with 20 years. Can you imagine how many people come to me each year? Times 20. They all come with the same response. God said yes. So it confirmed to me that God is neutral when he can. He doesn't want any problem. You say this girl, he said, have it. You say this girl, have it. If, if you pray about this girl today, and you come, to, he says, have it. You come to him and say, no, God, how about this girl? He said, have it. Yeah. yeah. Next verse. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that? This question, God asked them, what is this that you have done? Because God knew that by this thing you have done, there's going to be a permanent separation between yourself and God. Between man and eternal separation between man and God. Then the woman said, as usual, shifting blame. The woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did it. The woman blamed the man blamed it on, on the woman and God. The woman blamed it on the snake. Then God turned to the snake, next verse. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this. If it's the serpent, the God didn't ask him any question. Because God knows him. Have you not seen sometimes there's a problem? When they point at someone, ask for that person, you are very sure. Whatever happens, he's involved. He's part of it. He always has a very funny idea. He has to know something about it. Sometimes, even if you have children, you see, this one, you ask a question, this one, but this one, you know. That this answer, this one. I hear that if you see guys arguing, if it's not about football, there's a girl involved. Yeah, it's like that. So when he came to the serpent, God didn't even ask him a question. God just turned to the serpent. Because of what you have done, because of what you have done, thou art cursed above all cattle, above every beast of the field. And on thy belly thou shalt walk. So it means before this time, the snake will walk. You see that he could talk and he could walk. But God said, from today you will crawl on your belly. 
and dust you will eat dust for all the days of your life. And I'll bring enmity between you and the woman so that you don't deceive any woman anymore. I'll make him, you see, when somebody is your enemy and the person is talking to you, there's a different way you listen. You don't trust your enemy. Even when I say clap for the devil, you didn't want to clap. So God said, I'll bring enmity between you and the woman. And her seed will bruise you. This is why every snake is hated. This is why you see that white people, hmm. anyway, today is Sunday. Let's go forward. <laughs> One day, I was talking to um, a certain lady, and I said to her that anytime you are in trouble, don't shout thief, don't shout, and just shout snake. People will come. Just a, snake, 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 snake. People, your neighbors will. If you shout thief, nobody will come. Just shout snake, people will come. Because there's a natural hatred for the snake. God set it like that. Next verse. So God cursed the snake. Then God came unto the and said, Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow in cons- and, thy cons- and thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow shall thou bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. He put a curse on the woman's straight. He said, I will multiply your sorrow when you are giving birth. And I will create a desire in you for something you don't like, which is your husband. And that thing will rule over you. That's, this, this is why you will see that women, like, two very, somebody to marry. And then a child. These are their two main concerns. This case is working. This is it. Yeah. It's like they work over time to get somebody to marry and then to have a child. And God said, all your pain will come from that place. This is the reason why you see, you see a very beautiful girl, very educated girl, and then you see a foolish boy, and then he li- she likes that foolish boy. Oh yeah. I mean, you were in class with him. He couldn't act. You know this guy, he cannot add. He can add two plus two, linear equations. But once we get to quadratic equations, he's lost. Let's not even talk about calculus. He's lost. But you see, why, why do you think we have this Dr. Nandipa issue? Have you not thought about it? That why, why would Nandipa go after Besta? A, a, a known rapist. Do you get it? A known rapist. And then you go after such a guy. You see, like that. Me, uh, you know, different people have different issues. One of the ones that baffles me the most about this Besta issue is the guy is a rapist. The crime, the type of crime he commits, is against women. If he was a car thief, you know that his his evil comes with cars, but his evil comes with women. And then you also give up your career. The, the curse must be working. If you like see a woman who a man is abusing, beating, they, you say, oh, look, break up and be free. Never. I will rather be beaten than to be alone. The curse is working. Together forever. Next one, next one. I close. I'm almost about to close. Then he came to the man. And unto Adam he said, because thou hast listened to your wife and hast, hacked, and hast eaten of the tree which I commanded you, you should not eat. 
the ground is cursed for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat bread all the days of your life. Tongues and thistles shall it bring forth, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. God cares the ground instead of Adam. He said, the ground will be hard. You will always labor. And you will labor extra. It will be hard before you eat. It had no finish. Next verse. In the sweat of thy face, thou shalt eat bread. One of my roommates from university, anytime he sweats, he says, I need to eat bread to fulfill <laughs> my roommate in final year. <laughs> Anytime we go and do something and he begins to sweat, say, hey, I need to eat bread to fulfill this scripture. Once I'm sweating, I must eat bread. (laughs) Till thou return to the ground, for thus thou art, thou art taken, and thus thou art, and thus thou shalt return. Hallelujah. Jump a few verses. So, this God dealt with the kids. First punishment. Next verse, next verse, next verse, 24. Before 24, 23. Before. One more verse. No, God says something that will make. And God said, behold, the man is become as one of us. He has become God. As one of us. To know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take of the tree of life and eat thereof and live forever. So then the evil will live forever. So God, therefore, God sent him forth from the garden of Eden, which is from the presence of God, to till the ground whence he was taken. Next one. And so he drove him out and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden, cherubims, and a flaming sword with ten which turn every way to keep the way of the tree, to keep the way of the tree. God introduced security men. Yeah. Yeah. M, which M7 to MI7. Yeah. Security forces to make sure that man cannot find his way into the presence of God. Yeah. Next verse. Yeah, that's it. This is how man was kicked out of the presence of God. So when Jesus started to talk to his disciples, he said, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. God needed to come up with a plan to make it possible. Because after this time, man was lost in the wilderness forever, searching for God. Everybody is looking for God. Every human being is looking for God. Even those who are anti-God, they are actually looking for God. They just don't know that God is there. The void that makes them anti-God is a hunger and thirst for God. Yeah, to return to your original state, which is here you are, that is God. So God sent his son Jesus to come and die so that he can pay the price which is shedding his blood to wash away that evil that is in man so that man can return to God. So when Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may be also here. He was going to pay the price so that man can return 
to God. God wants us to return to him so that we can be together forever. Verse 4. He says, where I go, ye know. And the way ye know. Then verse 5. Thomas asks a very important question. I finish with this one. Then Thomas said, Lord, whither thou goest, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? He said, Jesus, we don't know where you are going to. How can we know the way to where you are going? Then Jesus answered this very important question. And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but through me. Jesus said the only way we can be returned to God, to come to God, is to come through him. Is to come through him. Is to come through him. You know, our brother shared a testimony. Come, come. Our brother shared a testimony with us. He said he had just graduated. You had graduated the first time. First degree. Is that not so? Yes, please. Come, come up. Come up. You had graduated the first time. The first time, yes. And you were going for a second degree. Yes, please, please. Sir. Good. And what, you were now a big boy. I thought I was a big I boy. I can feel you're already a big boy. <laughs> you know? You were now a big boy. Yes, please. So you wanted to do big boy things. Big boy things. I went to school with a guy called Big Things. We, one day I asked him, why are you called Big Things? He says, because I do big things. <laughs> so you wanted to do big boy things. Yes, please, please. And to you, big boy things meant to go to the casino. Say it to yourself so that... Casinos. Casinos. Golden Horse. You had a membership there. <laughs> I was there. I'm sure the security men all knew you. They, they knew us because we came in when, you know, the other place called Spritz. Spritz. So, yeah, so when they close and we can't go anywhere else, we'll go to the casino. Golden Horse. Yeah. So, so from Spritz there. to Golden Horse. Yeah, yeah and wow. this is during the week. when During I have, the week. I have class the next day. Wow. So you were, you were really juggling two careers. I really thought I was... Big, stu- big being a things. student and, and playing big boy side. things. Yeah. yeah, when you're a big boy, you can do so many things at the same time. Yeah, you do big things. Yeah, so Good. So you, you go to school by day. And then in the afternoon, we would chill, hang out, then go drinking, and then pub, and then end up at the casino until 3, 4 a.m. or something. This nice, this nice guy. Yeah. It was possible back then. <laughs> you also thought that big boy things is to sleep with any type of girl that is around. We'll be fine. Don't worry. Yes. And I did a few times. He was just sleeping with girls. Yeah. You know, when he first came to the church, anybody who invite to the church is a type of girl. You see that this girl here, she has worked. No, I remember him very well when he first came to church. So, if you bring a friend to church, then he will bring one of his, <laughs> his people. <laughs> when you see the, the type of girl he has brought to church, you know that he has been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, tell us, tell us. So, yeah, I thought he was just moving around with the, some girls. I did it a couple of times. Oh. So, yeah. I then, remember. Then, then, yes, remember, remember. Yeah, so I remember in my undergrad, I was like, hey, I'd only slept with maybe what? Maybe a few girls. I won't tell you the number. I don't want to say the number. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we won't tell you. Then call me later. <laughs> I was like, I've only slept with a few girls when I was still just coming up. So in that year, within six months, I'm like, okay, let's. You wanted to break your record within six months. It, yeah. My God, my God. Shatoma Shekatayala. 
So I didn't, I didn't plan it though. I didn't plan it. I just saw six months later that, hey, I've slept with like double the number there. Wow. So. Yeah. Once it wears a skirt. Oh yeah. You hit it. I, I was, I was chasing. Wow. I was chasing. Fully. Then one day you were sleeping. Then one day I was sleeping. And then. I had a dream. You know, we can't talk about this now because Christ has saved us from it. Amen. That's why we feel no guilt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, the pastor called the guy to come and stand in the front. He's been sleeping with all the girls. I slept with Winnie Mandela. He has slept with Mini Dlamini. Yeah, no, please, 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 please. Stop, 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 stop that, stop that, stop. Stop that, stop that. <laughs> he has slept with Brenda Fassi. Yeah, no, 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 please stop that, stop that, stop that. Let's go on. So I was Please, when you see him in town, I say, oh, that's the guy who... <laughs> no, no, no. This, this is to open our eye to something. Amen. Come, 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 come. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, in, in my dream... Yeah, go on. In my dream, somebody was chasing me, and I knew the guy. It's a small boy. So, after all this, you had time to sleep. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> so, he was chasing me, and I don't know what for. Mm-hmm. But I remember that I was running away. Somebody was chasing me. Yeah, Genesis chapter 3. And I just kept on jumping over some fences, jumping over some houses, until I thought I found a place where, you know when you see like a chair, like, oh, let me hide behind the chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I found a place. Let me just hide behind this place. Wow. Only for him to jump over and find me. And then he, he shot me in my He head. shot you? Yeah. You didn't have a gun? I didn't have a gun. I didn't have anything. And he shot you? And they shot me. And you died? And I died. Wow. So now when, listen up. When you die. So when I, when I died, I came into a place. It was quite dark. Okay. And I couldn't, couldn't see God like I told you before. But I could sense that no. This the place was dark. dark. The place was dark. Next yeah. time you make a mistake to die. If it's dark, wake up. If there's load shedding, wake up. wake up. It's not a good sign. Wake up. No, I've said it. There are three things. If you, you feel you are dying, you feel you are going down, there's a problem. If you feel it's dark, there's a problem. If you feel afraid, there's a problem. Just know. No, I'm telling you that this one is not, I'm not making a joke. I make a lot of jokes on Fridays, but today I'm not making a joke. Yeah. If you feel heat, you're going to the wrong place. Let's go. So in this place, it was dark. And then I, I, I could, t- I don't know if it, there was a line or something, but I could tell I kept on moving forward towards something. Mm. So then when I got in the front, I was like, okay, I'm probably in God's presence. So I, I asked him, may I please enter into your kingdom? And then he said no. And then he directed me to a different door. My God. And then I didn't step through that door. That's when I woke up in my Charlie, dream. you better wake up. Yeah. And funny enough, there was a girl who was, still, who was in, in the church. She kept on inviting me all the time, all the time. And uh, it was Sanele, if you don't... If you go was, on. Yeah. So she, was, she kept on inviting me, inviting me, inviting mm-hmm. me to come to church. I kept on saying, oh, no, no, I'll come, I'll come, I'll come, I'll come. God was trying to get you to make, to escape. Mm-hmm. Get you to escape. So, from there, I was in contact with Alfred Joel. She spoke with me. I shared my dream with her. She said, she asked me, are you baptized? I said, no. But when I thought about it, I was like, I was baptized, but I didn't understand what was happening. So, I just I said, mean, the no. amount of drinking you had done, by all means, you would have washed away the baptism. But listen up. This guy was just about to be separated from God eternally, forever. If you had just walked through that door, if you had just walked through that door, that door that they were pointing at for him to go through, they were pointing. 
God just gave him a second chance to come and meet Jesus, who is the way to God and to heaven. Maybe you are here this today for this concert. Maybe you were invited just for this concert and you decided, let me come for the concert. Maybe you even come to church here. Because remember, he told us he was born again, but he was born again light. So he was doing all kinds of... Maybe you are born again, but you are born again light. It means one day will come where you will be ushered into a door to separate you from God forever. Forever. Today is our opportunity to bring Jesus back into our lives. Or to bring Jesus into your life for the very first time. So that you can find your way to God. You know, God has created a new Eden. That Eden is called heaven. Remember, Eden just means where God is. So anywhere God is, is Eden. And God has created a particular place where that's where he lives. And that is the new Eden. And God wants to restore us back to that place. So that when we die, go to heaven, to go and be with God forever. As you hear this call today, I want you to give God a chance. We did all this concert. We've had rehearsals of, yesterday we were here, the whole day having rehearsals upon rehearsals, just to give you a chance. Why? Because somebody gave us a chance. Somebody gave us a chance. Somebody gave us a chance. Just to give you also, my brother, my sister, just to give you also a ch- the same chance that somebody gave me to give you that same chance. That's why we spend the money, we spend the time, we spend the skill, everything to make it happen so that you can also have a chance. Today, as I call on you, don't be like my brother who was being ushered into a door to be perpetually and eternally separated from God, but rather choose Jesus. To come into your heart so that the door to be reunited with God together forever will be open unto you. I'm going to pray with you right now, just right now, quickly, and I'm going to give you a chance to choose Jesus. My prayer is that you won't be you, you won't harden your heart. You open your heart for for some of you. This may be the final call that you are ever. Some of you've heard this call so many times. I said, Well, do it another time. Do another just as the sister kept inviting him to church and he was not coming. Say, I'll do it another time. But this may be the last time you are hearing the call. Hey, Pastor, you say I'm going to die. I'm not saying you are going to die. Have you not called somebody over and over and after a while you decide you won't call the person again? The person is still alive, but you don't call the person again. For some of you, it may be the first time you are hearing this call. Some of you the second time, but for some of you, it may also be the last time. Respond to Jesus so that God can restore you. Stand to your feet. I want to pray with you just shortly as I close. Just quickly as I close. As you are standing, I want you to close your eyes and listen to me carefully. Everybody close your eyes. No matter who you are, just close your eyes and give yourself privacy. And give your name also privacy. You are here this morning. You are hearing me and you are listening to me. God is touching your heart. God wants you to come back to him. To restore you to your place before the devil came in. 
He's giving you an opportunity. The Bible says it is appointed unto, brother, close your eyes. It is appointed unto man once to die and after that, judgment. This is the judgment that determines which door you will go through. And this judgment is about whether you know Jesus or not. Whether you have accepted Jesus or not. Today I want to give you that chance to welcome Jesus into your heart. Maybe you are here, you are saying, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to know this Jesus. I want to welcome this Jesus into my heart. I want to give you that opportunity today to welcome Jesus into your heart. You are here like that. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my heart. I want you to quietly, with your eye closed, lift up your right hand wherever you are standing. Just lift up that right hand and say, lift it up. I want to pray. Once you lift it up, I can see it. I can lift that hand. I want to pray with you. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart to be my Lord, to be my Savior. Help me. Pray with me, dear friend. Pray with me. Pray with me. Pray with me today. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. Don't be shy. Don't be ashamed. Once upon a time, I also lifted my hand like this. And I welcome Jesus into my heart. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to become the Lord of my life. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. This is my final call. Lift your hand. I want to pray with you. I want, if your hand is up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me from where you are standing. Just come to me from where you are standing. I'll pray with you. Just come to me where you, from where you are standing. This is the most important step you are ever going to take. This particular step separates people from God. Because they say, I've lifted up my hand. I don't want to go forward. I don't want to go forward. This particular step cuts people off from their eternal destiny. Come to me wherever you are standing. I want to pray with you. 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 Come to Jesus. Come unto Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my heart to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Just quickly, one more time. One more time. You lifted up your hand. But when I said, come to Jesus, you said, no. Not today. I want to give you another opportunity to come and join them. This might be the final call. The final call that you will ever have in your life. I want to give you that chance. There's one person here. As I'm talking, your heart is beating. You know that God is trying to reach you. You are uncertain about it, about your salvation. I want you to come to me. I want you to come. As everybody claps, just walk and come. Just walk. Be bold. Be bold. Don't feel shy. Be bold and come. Come to me. Come, come right now. Come right now. Come right now. It's my final call. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Now, everybody, open your eye and watch something quickly. Just quickly, I close. You see this, my, just watch my hand. Okay, if you are in the congregation, watch my hand. Watch it calling you. 
come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. One day, each and every one of you, including myself, will stand before God and you will see a picture of this hand that was calling you. That was God. This is that hand that God will tell you, used to tell you, I gave you a chance. I gave you a chance. Jesus said, until the gospel is preached to all creatures, he will not come. He said, when that is done, then the coming of the Lord will come. Do you hear it? So, God wants you to see that hand that once upon a time, on the, what's today's day? 23rd of July, 2023 in the year of our Lord, he sent a tall, dark, and handsome man to call you. To call you. To call you. To call you. Never forget it. The hand that called you. You are here. It's the final call. Your heart is beating. You know you are not. Some of you have been born again and you, you were like our brother who was trying to set a record. You were born again, but in between. Today, you want to restore that relationship with God. You are here like that. Just come and join them quickly as we share. It's a simple prayer we are going to pray. Come join them quickly. Let's pray this prayer quickly as we go. You want to join them. It's the final call. Final call. Final call. Final call. Final call. Recently, I was in Zimbabwe. Clap for my sister as she comes. Recently, recently, I was in Zimbabwe. And I was waiting for my flight. Then, it had, the boarding time had come, but they are taking a very long time. So I decided, let me go and buy a Coke. And drink. So I went to get a Coke. Now, when I got the Coke, I, I, I was just taking my time drinking the Coke, laissez-faire type of drinking of the, the Coke. And then I was just walking towards my gate. Just coming coolly in my own time. When I got to my boarding gate, everybody was gone. Every, look, all the people I was waiting there with, the white people, the black people, the, everybody. I was waiting with over 60 people. Everybody had gone. Everybody had gone. And I was the only one standing there with my, my luggage. My life flashed before me because I was there with another pastor and he, something happened and he had to buy a fresh ticket to come, to come back to South Africa. Yeah, fresh. And as I was taking him to go and get the ticket and everything, I was wondering, if such a thing happened to me, I don't have money to buy a fresh ticket. So when I got there and everybody was gone, my life flashed before me. That, wow. I'm going to be stuck in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Have you worked banged up abroad before? I was going to be banged up, not abroad, but in Zimbabwe, in the motherland. Fortunately, the door that they bought to was still open, and I walked onto the tarmac. Then a lady met me. They said, "Are you?" Then he mentioned my, she mentioned my name. I said, "Yes, I am." Yes, I am. Then she started to talk. I knew she was angry. Yeah, she started. I just followed the cool. I, I was saying in my head, say anything you want to say. Once it gets me onto the flight, God bless you. 
talk, I, I said, I, I didn't even say, my, do, you, do you know who I am? Do you know, I'm a proper man of God where I come from. People don't talk to me this way. No, I just humble myself. I followed him coolly. 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 When I step onto the flight, I look at her. I wanted to say, hey, be careful. But I looked at her, and because she had been talking all, can you imagine just the two of us walking on the tarmac to the aeroplane? Yeah. So as she had, she had, she talked all the way. So when I turned around, I'm sure she thought I was coming to say something bad to her. When I turned around, I look at her, I said, God bless you. Her face changed. She was confused. She didn't know what to say. I said, because for me, I knew what it meant. I knew what it meant to, if I had missed the flight. So I said, God bless you. God bless you. Don't miss your flight. You are the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying. Don't miss your flight to heaven today. Maybe you are here. You are in the church. But you know yourself that you are not living like a, a Christian. Even there's no sense of being born again. I want to give you this final opportunity to just come and do I am like that lady who came to meet me and took me to the flight. Today I'm that lady to you. I want to give you a last opportunity to come to Jesus. So if you are here like that, everybody clap whilst we wait for this one person. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. This is the final call for flight 747 to heaven. Come to Jesus today. God is knocking on your heart. It may be the last time you hear this call. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Give him your life today. for your sake it is not closed as I'm sharing this prayer if you want to join them you can join them freely if you are in front pray this prayer with me look at me we are going to pray together we are going to ask Jesus to come into our hearts you are the ones who have responded to the call say this prayer with me say dear Lord Jesus I come to you today don't kneel down okay if you want to kneel down fine feel free I come to you today just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe you died for me and you rose again to restore me back to God. I confess that from today Jesus is the Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I repent of all my evil ways. 
I repent of all my sins. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today, I declare that I no longer belong to the devil. I belong to Jesus. I am born again. I am a child of God. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for these wonderful people who have reconnected to you today. Wash them with your blood. Fill them with your spirit. And use them to your glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Wow. Look, congratulations. I wish I could shake everybody's hands. Congratulations, my dear. Congratulations. Congratulations. This three day will Bluetooth the handshake to everybody. Okay, but congratulations. You know, there are people in the congregation who need Jesus and wanted to make the step, but they were not bold enough. Satan managed to convince them. Like, oh, they will think you are a sinner. Don't think you are evil. We are all sinners who are saved by grace. If you go to the maternity ward, there's no virgin there. Oh, yes. We are all sinners saved by grace. Yes. But unfortunately, they let the deception of the devil, the voice of the devil was louder than the call of God. But you responded. So congratulations to all of you. We just want to give you a gift quickly and then you will come back to your seat okay so i want you to follow there's a sign over there can we lift up the follow follow me sign there's a sign over there that says follow me you get it it says follow me and i want you to follow follow me okay just follow the sign it's going to a good place believe it that, that's not the evil door that's not the bad door it's a good we just want to give you a gift I stay no longer with you. I made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my life. I made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my life. Goodbye, world. Can we swing? I stay no longer with you. Goodbye, pleasure of sin. I stay no longer with you. Born again. Somebody say, listen, born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Let me hear you say, born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Listen to it again. Say, born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Let me hear you say,
I want to do quickly. One, I want to pray for everybody who's here. I don't know what need you came to the church with. I don't know what bed it. Maybe even that's not the reason why you came, but as you are here, that need is represented in the presence of. I want to pray a supernatural and a miraculous prayer over your life. That a breakthrough, even what you are not expecting, will happen to you. Will happen to you. Some are looking for jobs. Some are looking for healing. Some are looking for healing in their marriages. Some are looking for healing in... There's somebody here, your child has gone wayward. It makes you cry all the time. By today's prayer, by the supernatural manifestation of God, that child will turn around. There's a supernatural turning around right now, right now, right now. Lift your hands wherever you are. Let us pray. Father, every hand lifted up represents a need, represents a desire. Represent something. We lift our hands to you because you are the one who can perform it. We pray in the name of Jesus that by that miraculous hand of God that parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel to go through. Let your power move in this church now. Everybody, I even pray for them that have gone downstairs that that mighty power will move in their lives. That we will record miracles miracles of healings miracles of deliverance miracles of supply miracles of open doors miracles of breakthroughs in the name of Jesus I rebuke the devil for the sake of your people let him have no more place in their life I pray for that child who has gone wayward to return to his normal senses like the prodigal son came to himself and decided to go back to his father's house I pray by that special grace and miracle of God that it will happen now let us record these testimonies among your people in the name of Jesus I thank you, I bless you and I declare it done in Jesus name Amen that situation at your workplace is solved there's somebody here within the week somebody will be transferred at your workplace and you will be free you will be free that situation is solved right now I saw a file moving from one table to another table that is the file that is the file uh, that is the file that problem at your workplace is being solved you know I prayed for a lady not so long ago she was having problems with somebody at the workplace I mean chronic problem and I prayed for her and God came through for us you know what happened she was transferred from that department to another department 
now she doesn't have to relate with that person anymore. And that's the end of the situation. Your end, the end of your situation has come. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. We just want to round up and then we'll close. Amen. Did you come to church with an offering? I said, did you come to church with an offering? If you came to church with an offering, please take it out. Take out a good offering. Maybe you are paying your tithe. You are here with an offering. Just take it out. Let us give. Pastor, I want to give an offering. Take it out. I want to bless your offering. Now, today's offering, I want you to give with an expectation. All right? Luke 6, 38. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. So the Bible says that the expectation you should have when you give is that it will be given unto you. All right? You forget about all the other verses. They just prove the point that it will be given unto you. So I want you to give with that expectation that whatever you are giving to God, God will give back to you. Amen. You know, a lady shared a testimony. Whilst you are taking out your offering, a lady shared a testimony. She went to a service. And then the pastor asked that they give a special offering. So she gave, she gave the offering. And the, that's why I'm sharing this with you. The pastor quoted this scripture. That give with the expectation that it will be given back to you. So she gave the offering in an envelope. Yeah, and she had written her name on the envelope. And she went to the front and she put the offering in the basket. When she put the offering in the basket... She, the pastor prayed and then they went home. When she got home and she opened her purse, her offering was in her, 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 her bag. The same offering with her handwriting, everything, it was in her bag. Yeah. They, like, how can I get a bag? Today's ladies, they don't, they, they don't use bags. Oh, every lady has a bag to keep um, important in tissue, roll on, mosquito spray, everything inside her bag. Because you don't know where a mosquito will come from, Mozambique, southern. So you need a spray. Shh. Yeah, it's, it's doom spray. She says she opened the, her bag. She, I was listening to her give the testimony. She opened her bag. And the offering that she gave, in the same envelope that she gave it, with her handwriting, the offering was in her bag. So she started to think, maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe I, I, I don't remember. Maybe I didn't give the, the offering. So she watched the video of the service again. Like, today everything will be on YouTube tomorrow. Do you get it? She watched the service again and she saw herself go to give the offering. That's when, She thought she was crazy. That's when she knew that she was not crazy. The offering was back. So today as you are giving your offering, give with an expectation. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.